of the enemy. Well, let's look to one another, say that's you and I, and you may be seated. Amen. So we're going to be able to make our Apostles' Creed. Let's go ahead and make our Apostles' Creed. Uh, can we put that up there, Zach? Oh, oh, there we go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we are <coughs> tonight. We're continuing our lesson in doing on the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've been sharing with you from the aspect of John uh, chapter 14 and verse 16 in the class of Amplify, giving you the definition or the ability that the Holy Spirit has. And he has a sevenfold way of ministering to you and I. So if we can put that up there, uh, Zach, uh, John 14 and verse 16, and, <coughs> and put it in the classic Amplify, please, sir. Uh, it says here, notice this, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. Not, uh, not another indifferent, but in other words, and then when you look at John 16 and John 15, you know, I asked y'all to read those chapters because all of those chapters from chapter 13 to chapter 18, Jesus is presenting himself really in verse seven, uh, chapter 17, he's presenting himself to get ready for departure. Okay? And so here, he said, I'm going to leave you with this comforter. In other words, it's the same comforter that's doing the work in my life. It's the same comforter that's getting me to praise the Father, to please the Father, to bring glory to the Father. He's not doing it as God in his deity. He's doing it as man, his humanity. Our humanity need the help of the Holy Spirit. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? We have good intention. We are willing. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, something can pull you out. Something can pull you away. And without the power of the Holy Spirit, present to remind us 
of our commitment to the, that we made to the Lord Jesus Christ. Can y'all see that? See, we all made commitments to the Lord. But somehow, as believers, we forget about those commitments. Life, we start letting life creep in. We start letting life start taking over. And then all of a sudden, we lose, we lose the, the, uh, the perception of what we made, the commitment we made to him, and the Holy Spirit is there as, number one, a helper. So what a helper does? A helper helps us to do what? Find our way back to the commitment that we made to him. Can you see that? Well, number two, he's a counselor. What does a counselor do? He guides, right? He gives us advice. Is that right? Then we saw that he's what? An intercessor. Not one that's praying, you know, just till you get no. But he's one that's sitting there letting you know, I've already accomplished this for you. I've already overcome this. Matter of fact, in John 16, 33, he said, be of good. He said, in the world, you will have trials. You will have trouble. But what? Be of good cheer. I have already overcome them. So this is a confidence that we have in him. See, we don't have to be concerned about the trouble, the trials. All we need to do is do what? Is recognize what it is that I'm purpose for. And notice this. John, no, not John. Luke 19, 13 says, occupy until I come. So you see, if I'm going to occupy, if you're going to occupy in this earth till he come, that means we have to have a strength. We have to have an ability. We have to have a, a, an assistance to help us, to guide us along the way. Are you following what I'm saying? Because you can't do this in your own power. You can't make this stand in your own strength. Again, we have good intentions. We could use Peter. Peter walked with Jesus. And when Jesus began to share what type of death that he was to die, Peter, Peter said, oh, no. He said, Lord, I'll die for you. He said, Peter, will you really lay your life down for me? He told him before the cock crow, three times you will deny me. Now, you won't see that until you get into the 18th chapter of John. But in the 13th chapter is when Jesus told him, you will deny me three times. That's why you have to read chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, on up to 18 to get the whole picture. Okay? And so here we see that Peter, in the 18th chapter of the book of John, he denied Jesus three times and, and the rooster cock, the cock, yeah, the rooster crow. Hmm? What I'm saying, he didn't know what was in him. He had good intention. He was willing. But he didn't have what it took in him to make that stand. But he did when he got full of the Holy Ghost. Are you following what I'm saying? And this is what I'm saying. To be full of the Holy Ghost is not just speaking in other tongues only. 
To be full of the Holy Ghost means you're full of the word. You're full of the life of God that's in you. And you're not willing to let anything get in your way. You're not willing to let anything detour you from the thing that he purposed in your life. It's not going to always make sense. It's not going to always look good for you. But if you stay the course, what is he doing? The Holy Spirit is teaching us how to endure. Why? Because when God actually brings you into a place, that place of assignment, that place of empowerment, he has to know you won't quit. He has to know you won't turn your back on it. Hmm? Why? Because people's lives are affected by your decision. Amen? And so, You're not just living for us, but we're also living for those whom God has called us to notice it. He said, Peter then denied again and immediately the cock crowed. He denied him three times. He didn't know that that would happen because he didn't know what was in his heart. My point is, if someone walked with Jesus that close and for you and I to say, nope, I'll never turn my back on it. No, no. The only way that we can stay, we can stay equipped is that, number one, is that our fellowship has to be enriched every day. You have to have time to meditate on these truths. It's not just hearing them, but you got to meditate on them. To meditate means you got to take time away and just think on what you're hearing. You have to feed on it. That's when the Holy Spirit does his greatest work in our heart. Why? Because I'm thinking on it. I'm feeding on it. Well, you know, somebody you say, well, I, I, you know, I got a job. I got to work. I can't just be thinking and reading the Bible all day. Nope. Well, guess what? You can have an argument with your spouse or you can have an argument with a sibling or whatever and and things could be totally disarray and you can go to work and be upset and weary and worried all day and yet still do your work. Right? Just think about what you can do with the word of God. All I'm saying, you're taking the word, what you hear, and then you what do you do? Whatever that part that jumps out to you, you're taking a stand of faith and you begin to meditate on it. You begin to think on it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is bringing it to the light of your heart. He's trying to get something to you. He's trying to make a point to you. But you have to be the one to do what? To say, I recognize that. I mean, look, God doesn't change. I mean, when you think about, when you think about uh, Moses, God did not change his method. Moses was called to lead the children of Israel, even though on that backside of that mountain for 40 years, Moses was crying out. Let's see, can I, uh, 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 Hebrews, uh, Zach. I want to say 11, 27, Hebrews 11. Yeah, notice this. By faith, he forsook Egypt, notice this, not fearing the wrath of the king. 
Hmm? For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, he was looking for this another opportunity. Lord, give me another chance. That's why he was on the backside. Lord, give me another chance. Forty years passed before God spoke to him again. And then when God did speak to him, look at Exodus chapter 3. I think it's verse 6. Notice what God did to him. I'll find the scriptures act that, you know, the bush was burning. Go back to go back it up to verse a few verses prior to that. There you go. And went no go to verse verse three. There you go. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Go to verse one. <laughs> now Moses kept the flock of Jephro. See, that's where he was. He was, he was keeping the flock for his father-in-law. And he was looking and believing. That's what I showed you a verse prior to that. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. 27. He was looking for another opportunity to bring the glory that, that is due to his name. And he said, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and he came to the mountain of God, even to Hobart. That was the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. Watch this. And out of the midst of the bush, he looked. And behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. But the angel didn't say anything. It was to see with Moses catch it. Some things can be taught to you, but then there are some things have to be caught. Meaning you have to be around it. You have to make yourself available for it. Y'all follow me? Now watch this. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. And when Moses, I mean, when the Lord saw, you see that? When the Lord did what? Saw that he turned aside to what? See. God called unto him out of the midst of that bush. What if Moses wouldn't have turned aside to see? Are you following me, what I'm saying? I'm saying God mythology never changes. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and is revealing the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it wants to see, will you catch what he's saying? Hmm? Now, God is speaking to all of us individually, maybe on different levels. But he's speaking. He's speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. And notice this. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here 
am I. Watch this. Keep going. And he said, now draw not near hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where thou whereon thou stand is holy ground. Well, you know, all of that's an outward symbolic to what we have inwardly. The holiness of God is in us through our born-again spirit. Amen? Notice this. Next verse, say. And moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. Notice what he's doing. He's revealing himself to him because, number one, you turned around to see what is this thing God is saying? What is this impression that is upon me? What is this witnessing that's taking place on the inside of me? What's going on in me? Are you following the saying? And note it. Everyone is not going to see what you see. Everyone is not going to hear what you hear. Hmm? And notice this. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. What is God doing? He's revealing what's in his hand because you stop prepared to listen to see what that is God is doing. He said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Next verse. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. Moses know about that. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, and I know their sorrow. Next verse. And I've come down to deliver them. Notice this. Not you. I'm come down, but I need your body. Hmm? So I, that, that you'll be my spokesman. You're going to be the one that's going to transmit my word, transmit my glory. Glory me, my manifestation, things that I will do. I need a man to, to, so that I can reveal myself. You are that man, Moses. We're the body of Christ. God is saying the same thing to you and I. Hmm? So don't ever think that your life is not important. Don't ever think that where you are in your life is unimportant. Because I'm telling you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You got to understand the season you're in. You got to recognize where you are. And you have to know that every day I'm being strengthened. Every day I'm being empowered. It's not through the voices that you hear in this world. Remember, you got two life. You got the realm of the spirit and you got the realm of the flesh. And you have your soul. Your soul is that man that is absorbing either from the spirit of God or is absorbing from your flesh. Your flesh is the visibility that reveals what it sees, what it hears in the everyday yada yada world. Your spirit is the part of you that's invisible. It knows the word of God and is speaking to you the ways of the Lord. And the soul is the one that has to is the receiver. Because why? Your imagination is in there. Are you following? Your perception is there. And so what you see from here is trying to get your perception. It's trying to give it's trying to get you to reveal pictures of, you know, man, look, it's dangerous out there. I don't think I'm going to go out there. I don't think I'm going to do this. Well, in the natural, that's all you can see. That's all you can witness. But when you listen to the word of God and you begin to understand how God took, told, told Moses, what is that in your hand? The rod. 
stretch forth and speak to the sea. And the Mediterranean Sea, the Red Sea, open up. Now, you think that's something? Think about this. That was at least one point. That was, what, 660,000 men. It didn't say women. It didn't say children. It didn't say lifestyle. Let's double that. Men and women, 1.2 million. How about children? You could easily get up to 3.2 million people crossing the Red Sea. Think about who was holding the water back. Think about who was holding Pharaoh and company back. The same Holy Spirit, the same act of God that was at work here is the same power and ability is living inside of you and I. God is not speaking from the outside. He's speaking from the inside out. He noticed this because why you and I, we have his nature. So when we when when notice this, when our spirit is disturbed by something, it's because the will of God is upon you. Now do something about it. Say something to that. Cause that to stop. My life is in you. My word is in you. My will is in you. But if you don't stop it, then God can't do anything but allow it to happen. Why? Because you have to have a body to be vocal. God made covenant with man. So if you don't speak, then God going to find him somebody else who will. If you don't stand, then God going to find somebody else who will. Are you getting this? I don't want no one to take my place. I don't want to be to the one that when I stand before God, well, Lord, you know, <laughs> they didn't want it. Then nobody showed up. I asked you all, did, did you, were you there to do what I called you to do? I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. All right? So God told Moses what he was going to do. And Moses begun to listen to God and he begun to gain confidence. Now we're not talking about this, but he gained confidence. I'm just trying to show you the power that is of the Holy Spirit, the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit. He was at work in Moses. Hmm? But through outward witnesses, outward signs, it couldn't be inward. God is at work in you and I from within. That's why you have to use your imagination. That's why the enemy, notice this, he's targeting your mindset through your, what you can see outward, what you can hear outward. Because whoever making the most sense, whatever's getting your, whatever that look like it appeals to you, that's where you're going to draw your attention to. That's what you're going to start thinking on. That's what you're going to start feeding on. Right or wrong. This is how it works. That's why the soul has to have an anchor. And it is the spirit of God. You and I are not just what? Soul and body. We are spirit, 
soul, and body. Without the Holy Ghost, without you being born again, the soul don't have nothing to anchor. So it would, it would, it would take what information is coming outwardly and it would begin to cause what it is because see words are the parent realm words it would give it would give understanding so when you under when you hear words then you begin to start thinking on it you begin to start meditating upon right or wrong and you fix yourself to start walking in the direction of what it is you have been thinking on. Hmm? Proverbs 23, 7 said, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Why? Because you, you're steady thinking on that. You're steady believing on that. You're steady feeding on that. Are y'all getting what I'm saying here? That's why it's so important that you understand what is it that you're associating yourself with? What is it that you are listening to? What is it that you're, you're, pu you're, you're, you're pulling your information from? I'm telling you, the more we stay in that place with him, understanding you know, you may not understand it all, but you know that you're following that peace of God that's in your heart and you stay in that place long enough. Why? Because it takes uh, <clears throat> endurance over and over before you get to a place of maturity. Hmm? Are you following what I'm saying? Now notice this. <clears throat> Maybe I ought to just stay with this for a little bit. Okay. So now watch this. I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land. You see that? You see what the Lord is saying? What he want to do? I want to bring, I'm, look, he didn't say you're going to do. Look what he said. I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian. Isn't that what Jesus did? came and delivered us from the clutches of, of, of darkness, right? And notice this, and to bring them out of the land into a good land, a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, all those rights, amen? All of <laughs> Keep going, Zach. He said, now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression, see, wherein the Egyptian oppressed them. Notice he's not, I just need you to be my sportsman. Are you ready to obey me now? Hmm? Are you ready to do it my way? Watch this. Keep going, Zach. He said, now look what the Lord said. Come now. <laughs> huh? I mean, Moses been crying out for 40 years. The Lord said, come now. 
Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Next verse. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? That's something we all say, right? Because it's always bigger than us, right? That I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Now, he's been crying for this. You see what I'm saying? And he said, certainly I will be with thee. Look at that. Look at the confidence. Certainly I will be with thee. God will never have you to go out on your own and do something by yourself. And this should be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people of e uh, out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain, the mountain Hobah. That's the mountain of God. It's Hebrew. Hobart or y'all yeah. call it what you want. Next verse that. Is that the verse? And Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your father has sent me, uh, has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say? <laughs> what shall I say to them? Hmm? I mean, Moses, the children of Israel, they don't hardly know God. They've been in there for 430 years almost. They've been afflicted. They've been oppressed. And they don't know. And that's why Moses said, who shall I say? Watch this next verse. And God said to Moses, I am that I am. You got to understand what that means. That means anything that I need to be, that's right. I'll be that. Whatever I need to make, I'll make that. Whatever I need to do, I'll do that. That's what I am, it means. That's what I am, it's inside of you and I. That's why you ought to be mindful when you open your mouth and speak words that's not filled with life. Because you can still bring words of death, words of fear, words of whatever to pass just as well as the word of the Lord because words are the parent realm words are created they're either creating what you have a right to or they're creating what you don't want at the moment so there's a fight that's why when you look outwardly when you think someone assault you, someone accuses you, you have to stop and catch yourself and say, nope, I'm not going to let myself go in that. You have to let it go. You have to make a decision right away, I'm going to let that go. Because if you don't, then guess what? The words that you heard, the words that you feed them, then all of a sudden it started impressing upon you. And then, you know, if you know that, it will always show you all your rights. That's how I get you. 
But you and I died to ourselves. So self-righteousness have no place when it comes to what is right and what is wrong. We made our decision. Right? We're born of God. So, and he said, Thus shall thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me unto you, and this is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generation. Well, we see that in John 14, 13. I am. Jesus is in the flesh. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light, right? So notice we say, now go and gather the, the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God, your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And, I've, and, notice it, and I said, I will bring you up out of this affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites, all those ikes, that's right, unto a land flowing with milk, and honey, okay? And they shall hearken to, the vo to thy voice. And thou shalt come, and thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt. And you shall say to them, The Lord God of the Hebrew has sent me, has, sent me, uh, has met with us, and now let us go. We beseech thee three-day journey unto the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Watch this, keep going. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. One translation said, I am sure that that old fox will not let you go. No, not with a mighty hand. Keep going. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonder. What is he doing? He's giving Moses confidence. What am I trying to say to you? When you step out by faith, in walking with him, you're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to depend upon him because everything is not going to always look good. There are going to be many days, many hours of unsurety. And you have to guard your mouth. You have to guard who you listen to. You have to watch who you let in on what you're thinking. Because you, if you could be talked out of it, he'll talk you out of it, right? I mean, the culture today is so far from the kingdom of God, you will not even think that the kingdom of God exists anymore. Because people got culture is, I mean, people got a culture going all over the globe. Their way is the right way. And I'm telling you right now, there's an explosion about to take place on this earth. But it's only to those of us who got ears to hear. Amen. He, he said, 
And after I do this, then he will let them go. Now Moses don't know. Nor do Pharaoh know what God is about to do. But God is letting Pharaoh, I mean, let Moses in on what it is that he's about to do. Right? Look at verse, next verse. And I will give this people favor. Everybody say favor. Now notice this. They didn't get favor because of their affliction. The favor came because God honored Joseph. Hmm? The favor came because, remember, God chose them. They didn't do anything to say they were, they deserved it. They earned it. Because if you could earn the favor of God, then it's not favor. Favor is something that God just want to do for you, God doing in you, and you have no way of explaining it. You have no way of how this going to happen. Why this happen? Because it's just God's favor in your life. And why? Because it's God's way of doing something that he needs to get done. You're that person. That he wants to use to carry it out. Whatever that may be. I will give this people favor. In the sight of the Egyptian. And it shall come to pass. That when you go. You shall not go empty. Wow. I mean think about it. We shouldn't leave this earth empty. Hmm? What God will do to you and I. What God will do for you and I. It's not all you know talking about excessive money I mean just think about you ministering to people in a manner that you see them whole you seen the paralegion get up and walk that had no hope that this could ever happen you see someone that's blind that's been born blind or maybe they went blind through some incident or whatnot and Sight which could never be restored. And here the Lord has groomed you and put you in an area to do what? To bring forth his goodness. It's the same thing he's doing with Moses. Hmm? He said, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her sojourner in her house, jewels of silver, gold, raiment and you shall put it upon them upon their son upon their daughter in other words when we leave out of here you're going to leave out of here shining not so much with nice clothes. i'm talking about shine. i'm talking about the glory of god we'll be them shining ones in this earth right now when we leave out we're going to leave out of here victorious we're going to leave out of here with a glory with a shout not a shout running but we occupying, do it, taking care, drawing as many into this kingdom as, as we can through signs, through wondering, also through teaching them the word, causing them to be responsible, to hold fast to this new life, to this new truth that we have embraced, and let the devil know, you, as Jesus told Paul on the road of uh, Damascus, you can't stop this. Hmm? 
Next verse, Zach. Oh, we went back to verse 1. Chapter 4. Let me give you a few verses here. In chapter 4. And the Lord said, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. Now watch what God does. And the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. See, at one time, it was Moses' shepherd rod. That's what this was. It was a shepherd rod. And he said, Cast it to the ground. Cast it to the ground. And look. And it became a serpent. Don't you become a snake now because I'm going to stump you. And Moses fled. And Moses fled from it. You going to run for the giant? No. And notice this. And the Lord said to Moses, put forth thine hand. Now remember, he's checking out to see, are you going to do it my way? Or are you going to continue to do it your way? You know you don't catch a snake by the tail. That's the worst thing you could do. But look what God said. What he did. God had already showed him many signs and wonder. He's got Moses' attention. And Moses been crying out for this opportunity. This is his test. This is his test right here. And the Lord said to Moses, put forth your hand and take it by the tail. What did Moses do? Put his hand forth and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. Now, it's no more of a shepherd rod. It is the word of God. But the word of God is in you and I now. Remember, all God could do was use outward signs to get his attention. See, we think that this is the greater. It's not. It's the same manifestation, but we have the fullness within. They have shadows, types. You and I have the completeness. Colossians 1, 9 and 10 says that Jesus, that the, uh, uh, that the complete, put, put that up for a moment, Jack. That the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. No, 2 9. 2 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But look at verse 10. And you and I are complete in him, which is the head of all principality. Moses had a shadow. You and I got the fullness thereof. Are y'all getting this? All right, let me close with this. Okay, go back over there to Exodus. And Moses grabbed it, grabbed it by the tail. Brother John said, Oh no, I'm going. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) 
that they may believe that the Lord God of their father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob has appeared unto thee. He did it for a sign. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, put forth thine hand into your bosom now. He put his hand in his bosom and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leopard as snow. I mean, he put his hand in there, he took it out and became leopard. Next verse, and the Lord said, put thine hand into thy bosom again. He put it back in there again, and he put his hand into his bosom again, and he plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again, and as his flesh, as his other, what was it? God was using these two things, and he said, and it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. Amen? We'll stop right here. What am I doing? I'm just trying to show you the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit. He was there with Moses. Then he was there in creation. He was there in the earthly ministry of Jesus. And notice this. He's here with you and I through the new birth. The principle didn't change. The manner of how it was displayed changed. But the principle of what God is doing, it did not change. Hmm? So the same Holy Spirit that was with Moses, the same Holy Spirit that was with Jesus, is the same Holy Spirit that is at work in you and I. No different, man. You just got to change your way of thinking. Amen? So I challenge you. Think about these things. God wants to use you to bring forth his way of doing. Amen? So, that's all we have for you tonight. I pray, you know, uh, did we record that lesson? So, therefore, We'll try to get it uh, get it to you uh, in the podcast.